Welcome back to the podcast entitled Stories from the Saints, a podcast where we hear from you, the fine people of Benham Road Mennonite Church. This first season, a seven-part series, uh, which was a ton of fun to do, the joy of sitting down with some of our wisest and most gracious uh, saints at Menor Mennonite Church. We will hear from the always interesting Don Shirts. These stories are so interesting that I often found myself lost in them. Hopefully you can keep up with this saint's life. Enjoy. Don Shirts. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Sure. It's <laughs> good. Um, looking forward to sitting with you and um, just gathering some stories about your life and so on and so forth. And I think I just want to start with your life. And So you're originally from where? Uh, where I live now. About uh, five miles from here. Okay. Four miles. Great. Um, and then uh, you are how old? 79. 79 years old. 79 years young. Yes. Right? Now, let me ask you the question. Do you feel like you are 79 or do you feel like you are younger than 79? The, the mind feels younger. The body feels older. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm having some aches and pains these days. I see. All right. Not as active as I used to be. Cool. But you come from a family of how, how big was your family? I was an only child. Oh, you're an only child. I was an only child. Okay. Yeah. Great. And, and uh, yeah. So I was in a family that was kind of in the old tradition. I lived with my parents and my grandmother. Okay. My grandma shirts mm-hmm. lived with us. Okay. Good. Good. And then, so you graduated from? I graduated from Morristown Country School. Okay. Along with John Garber and Jay Gingrich. Okay. Great. We all went to school there. Yep. And your graduating class was about... Uh, let me think. I graduated from high school. It would have been 52 because I graduated from high school in 56. Great. Great. And then from high school you went on Went to, to Bradley. Bradley. Okay. Uh, farmed a little bit. I farmed about 40 acres and had livestock and went to Bradley. Got a degree in electrical engineering. Uh, got married along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved to Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I went to MIT for three years. You went to MIT? Uh, yeah. Wow. I have okay. A, I have a Master of Science in uh, SMEE is the degree there, mm-hmm. uh, Master in Electrical Engineering. And then I have the degree of Electrical Engineer, which is kind of an ABD type degree, mm-hmm. all but dissertation. Okay. Other years coursework beyond a Master's. I see. And then I taught for several years and went to the U of I and got my Ph.D. there. Okay. Ph.D. at U of I. Mm-hmm. And what years were that? What was that? 67 to 69, we lived in Champaign. Champaign. Okay. All right. And then then you became a professor after that? Or you... Yeah, I, I, taught, for, I taught at Bradley for three years okay. as an instructor. Okay. And then came back as an assistant professor. Okay. And eventually was promoted to full professor. Yeah, fantastic. And now I'm a, I'm a professor emeritus currently. Oh, I see. Okay. That means uh, you're retired, but uh, mm-hmm. you still have a, I guess you still have a faculty rank or something. I see. Cool. <clears throat> and in how many years were you total um, teaching in the classroom, professing? Um, I taught at Bradley for 45 years. 45? I was on leave. I, no, I had some... You know, you know Don, that's, older, that's, that's longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Okay. So I, just, I, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
that that is fan. And was it all roses? Were there some some? Was it all roses and great? Or well, or were there seasons of like I don't know about I don't know about this. I, I loved what I did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if if I hadn't. Uh, I used to say that, you know, if I could afford it, if they didn't pay me to do this, I'd pay them to let me do it. Mm, mm-hmm. Except during finals week. I hated <laughs> grading finals. Yeah, yep, okay. <laughs> and so uh, that was always very stressful for me mm-hmm. at the end of the semester. Okay. And it's stressful to assign grades. Yes, yeah, you're, I see. Mm-hmm. And if you, and this would be a hard question, very hard question. What's, what's, the, what's the thing you miss most about that? Uh, That's kind of a difficult one, but the interesting thing is, <clears throat> unlike many people, I didn't really retire. I changed jobs. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And we became, I became a produce farmer of all oh, things. Okay. Yeah. And that's another stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I miss the interaction with the students. I miss uh, keeping up with the latest trends and processors and things. You mm-hmm. know, but okay. Yeah. And then, so, retired from that, and then produce farmer. Yeah. And so, tell me about, because, uh, you know, I've been to your place, it's the, it's the, what, what it's called? Green the, Acres Herb Farm. Green Acres. And you, you began that, or it was already going? Before. We, we started that uh, while we were both teaching, okay? Okay. We, so, Caroline taught at Bergen, and part-time at Bradley sometimes. And Bergen is? Well, what is now Pure in Notre Dame. Oh, so the herb farm takes off, and then so tell me about tell me about why that began. I guess or what was the Caroline was always interested in gardening, and okay. <clears throat> we had been it originally was kind of a dried flower business. We grew flowers and dried them and made dried arrangements, and mm-hmm. we spent a couple of years doing uh, craft shows and that kind of thing. Okay, which is. Well, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, but that's but something that Caroline just really gravitated She was doing that then, and then I got more involved. We uh, Actually, a lot of the planning happened while we were driving our rabbit back and forth, diesel rabbit, back and forth to Chicago for Chicago Mennonite Learning things. Yep. That was the, okay. We'd have a couple hours in the car together, and we did a lot of planning during that time. That was all going on. the love story give us uh, how did you meet <laughs> you know you know when did you know that <laughs> she she would be the hopefully the mrs church so. <laughs> she she tells me she knew when we were freshmen i was late for class and running up the stairs at memoir high school she was coming down the stairs as a student library and i ran into her knocked a bunch of books out of her hands and kept going and kept going. Because I was late for class. Because you were late. Yes. Wow. <laughs> she went home and said, I'm going to marry that guy and make him suffer. <laughs> wow. Okay. She tells me. Yeah. And so you were both freshmen at the same time? Or yeah. yeah. Okay. We were in the same So class. same age then? Yes. I was in a group of guys that ran around, mostly farm boys that ran around together. We'd been in 4-H and FFA and all. Mm-hmm. And there were a group of girls who were... Uh, 
good friends. Mm-hmm. And Caroline was part of that. So we ended up being in the same group of kids that got together to have parties together sure. and so forth. Yeah, they got together and everything. And uh, so. she, she was active in 4-H and so like one of my friends and, and Caroline, one of her friends, would were eventually on the 4-H Federation for the county and we'd go to meetings together and so forth. So we had a lot of contact. And were you officially dating in high school or you just no, hung out together? No, we never dated in high school. You just hung we out together. Dates, huh? And then she went off to college. And uh, she came back one summer. She was working in a restaurant and I went in and sat down and she came to wait for it. Didn't see who it was. And oh. I came to wait for it sure. to count her and I asked her out. Oh, right there at the restaurant. Yeah. You asked her out. I said, can we go to a movie sometime? Yeah. And, and uh, you went out and, and she said yes. And then we started dating, and I think we, we kind of dated casually for Do you a remember while. the movie? <sighs> and that's I'm not I, sure the first one. It might have been Fort Roga, which was one of the first 3D oh, movies, but oh, I'm not okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. <clears throat> just curious. Okay. I'm not sure what it was. All right. And so then you, that's when the relationship really then... Yeah, while well, she was at college, and I can remember, uh, actually, while she was at college, I kind of realized this is probably the one I want to spend my life with. And okay. Got well, a little more hot and heavy then. Yeah. So what was it that, that most drew you to her? Huh? What, yeah, what, what, what was uh, it the most, like, what is it about Caroline that is like, that's who I would want to... She was a very intelligent person. Okay, so... And I dated some girls that were kind of not so intelligent. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I realized, you know what? <clears throat> I don't think I could go home to this every day. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so her mind was just sharp. And, yeah, and yeah. She was very bright. We, okay. we, were, we were both in the top four or five in our high school class. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant, you have a date, and then you married in what year? Uh... We actually eloped, and we're married secretly. Wonderful. At the end of our, my junior, our junior year. So why the elope, if you don't mind me asking? Our our parents wanted us to finish college. We weren't done with college. We Got thought, it. Okay, we're going to go get married. Yeah, you have to get keep these, it quiet. Yeah, get these things done first, and then get married. The <clears throat> tr- tr- traditional way of doing it. So you wanted to just let's just go yeah. do this. Okay. And then Betsy came along, so we had announced that to then be. Then okay, so so you hadn't even announced yet, and then she, <laughs> yes, then she's, she's pregnant. pregnant with Betsy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we better tell people. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and and how did how did your parents both sides like receive the news? Not real excited about it. Okay, was there grace given at all? Just or just my parents, particularly my mother, said I wanted you to go to graduate school and be out and working and have money before you got married and mm-hmm. so forth. So yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> and then so and then how many years did you have uh, married then? You and Caroline. We were married fifty nine years when she passed away. Okay, fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, and then you had you had Betsy. Yes. And then? Barbara. Okay. And then Priscilla. Okay. And then uh, a young man, Tom Davis, came to live with us when, uh, I don't remember, with Priscilla might still have been a senior in high school, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they looked enough alike they could have been brother and sister. Okay. And they took great joy Priscilla would say, oh, this is my brother Tom. He's five months older than I am. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay. 
So, and so, so Betsy, um, Barbara, Priscilla, and then how did Tom come to be part of the family? Like, like, uh, <clears throat> Priscilla and her now husband, okay, but boyfriend then, mm-hmm. were good friends of Tom's. Oh, I see. Uh, he, uh, very complicated thing. His mother died in an auto accident when he was an infant, oh, no. or less than a year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never knew his father, and he was raised. His uh, he was adopted by his grandparents. The kids came to us and said, "Tom Davis would like to come back to the Midwest. Could he stay with us till he finds a place to live?" Yeah, and it was obvious after he'd been there a month or so that he'd found a place to live. And, uh, he'd never had a mother figure in his life, and he yeah. just really latched onto Caroline yeah. as a yeah. mom figure. Cool. So. That's cool. So he uh, became part of the family. Yeah. And his kids are my grandkids every bit as much as... Yeah. And, okay, and how many grandkids are there total? A uh, dozen. Dozen? Six boys and six girls. Oh, even split. Yeah. The fa- In fact, we had two little tag-alongs. And for a long time, we had ten grandchildren, and the families were all matched. It was two boys and two girls, two boys and two girls, and one boy and one girl. Mm-hmm. And then we had one more boy and one more girl okay. in different families, kind of much later. Sure. And uh, so uh, we we ended up, but the families aren't balanced anymore. But we are mm-hmm. in terms of half boys and half girls. Okay. Two of whom were married. Okay. Two. Okay. Two, two of our grandchildren, okay, grandchildren. married. So you had great grandchildren. Yeah. Well, actually, three. Three. Uh, I okay. forgot. Colleen just got married okay. <laughs> on the West Coast. Yeah. I'm sorry. So let's uh, let's go back again mm-hmm. to tell us about your relationship with with Jesus. Tell us about <clears throat> your journey of faith and you know where that all began and was it okay? Was it yeah? Uh, I grew up not in this. Oh well, my grandparents went to this congregation. Okay. And and their names were uh, Peter and Barbara Shirts. Peter and Barbara. Okay. Went there for you know most of my adult life. Okay. That's Calvary. Calvary. Well, it's now Calvary Community Church. It's no longer Mennonite Church. Okay, it was Mennonite. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'd said for a long time we were going to go closer to home when we got older, and and, uh, I was very upset with things that were going on at Calvary, and we left. And Caroline was ready to leave one pastor before I was. Oh, I see. They treated their pastor very badly a couple Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. Churches sometimes do that. No. Not this church, for sure. No, I don't think this one has. But <laughs> I've had a pleasant experience thus far. But anyway, so, uh, so we we said, well, we'll visit other Mennonite churches. We went to Roanoke once or twice and mm-hmm. Casanova once or twice. And we just somehow kept coming back to Metamora. Mm-hmm. And so okay. after and the while, pastor at that time was just, it was Michael, right? Yeah, it was Michael. Yeah, okay. And uh, after a while, without making a decision, we realized we'd made a decision. Mm-hmm. And then joined mm-hmm. the church here. Okay. All um, right. So yeah. you ask about how to. Yeah. Uh, so like, what age were you like? Okay, some light bulbs are going off here. I I kind of I think I was like thirteen or fourteen okay. when I became a member of the church. Uh, and then my Cal- Calvary. At Calvary, yeah. yeah. My my grandmother had more effect on me than anybody else in terms of my Christian growth. She really talked to me about that a lot. 
Okay. And encouraged me yeah. to consider becoming a member of the church and, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. accepting Jesus. And I'm not sure, like a lot of young people, I'm not sure I understood everything at that point, you know. And, well, and so I do see you understand it as a everything now? No. Oh, okay. I was but I, I understand more than I did then. Yes, let okay. Me tell you. I got you. And, <clears throat> and I've had periods of growth as I went along. Yeah, going back to you're 13 or 14 years old, and it was your <clears throat> grandmother that really had a really big Had a huge effect on my, skin. yeah, Christian. Yeah. yeah. She she spent more time with me. Well, you know, she, my my mother taught part of the time when the child and helped her dad on the farm, and so obviously mm -hmm. had less time to spend with me, and oh, my sure. grandmother spent more time with me, and she talked to me a lot about that. Okay. And, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I had a, I was in a group thing with uh, somebody from Campus Crusade actually had a group of faculty that he was kind of doing a meeting with mm -hmm. and uh, at Bradley. And we were studying, I don't remember one, 10 Steps to Christianity or something, a little, one of their little series that mm -hmm. came out of Campus Crusade. And uh, one morning, one I used to do my homework at lunchtime. I'd have lunch in my office and sit and do my homework for this seminar thing we were doing. And I, I can remember a day when I was able to pray, not my will but thine be done and really mean it. Okay. And that was a very <clears throat> meaningful time to me. Mm -hmm. That I'd make maybe another step in terms of my yeah. thing. Fantastic. Uh, about that time, I did give consideration. I think everybody has once in a while, they have, did I do the right thing? Should I have done something else? And with me, uh, sometimes I had thought maybe I should have gone into medicine. I probably would have been a research mm. doctor rather than a medical research rather than a practitioner. Mm -hmm. And I wondered sometime if I should have uh, followed some sort of a church calling. I see. And uh, it's kind of interesting. At that point, I looked into going to seminary on some manner. So let me ask you about... Jesus, and what is it about Jesus that compels you? Why is it that you seek to follow him? I had a button, okay, that said, J.C. set me free. Okay. And somebody had said, if I give you a button, will you wear it? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. So he gave me that button, and I wore it for a year. It turned out it, it fell off while I was shoveling snow in the middle of the winter. Oh, wow. And uh, I found it the next spring, but it wasn't wearable by that time, yeah. obviously. It had, been, it had been laid out in the snowbank. Yeah, but people used to ask me, does this mean you paid your pennies bill? J.C. <laughs> Penny. Penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and so I was able to kind of make a stance there, and I think everybody, there was one other faculty member who was a serious Christian on my department, and I think everybody knew who we were. And yeah, uh, I interacted with as all the student groups have to have a faculty advisor. Got it. And when we had Campus Crusade, I was the faculty advisor, advisor. for Campus oh, Crusade. Wow. 
and I worked a little bit with some of the InterVarsity people. One of my friends was an InterVarsity faculty advisor, and I did some work with them sometimes mm -hmm. on campus. You have to be very careful at a, teaching at a private university about, you can't evangelize in the yeah. classroom. That's verboten. And you have to realize that you're dealing with many people from many religions. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So what is it about Jesus that compels you? JC set me free. Okay, so that's, so, that, so that's it. Right that, there. That's it. They set yeah. you free. Okay. I was perfect. A, okay. I, at one point in my life, I was very much a worry wart. Oh. Okay. I worried about everything. Mm. I was that, worried is that, about. Is that something that maybe <clears throat> your mom or dad also was sort of that? that no, I don't think that so. Too, that was more. At least I didn't know it. Okay. If they did. But I, I got, I worried about money. I worried about this, that, yeah, things that that were out of my control. You know, and. Mm -hmm. and uh, I came to trust him to a point where I didn't worry anymore. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so the button really meant something to me. I see, got it. Uh, yeah, freedom, uh, it, so it was freedom. It, yeah, that, that freedom from worry. Mm. That cool. he's gonna, that God's gonna look out for me. Yeah, good. And uh, Is it, okay. So. Yeah, um, another question I have would have is that, uh, if you could share with us the, the, uh, is there a story or a scripture, you know, it could be a verse or two or a story from scripture that it really has resonated with you? There are a lot of uh, things that resonate okay. with me. Obviously, a lot of people resonate with John 3.16 and the following text, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. But... Uh, Which is couched in, you know, uh, Nicodemus... Yeah. Uh, that's well, not that. Just just a verse or two after that. Sure. Right. Uh, but, and I and I firmly believe that we have to make a dece decision to accept Jesus Christ into our mm -hmm. uh, into our lives. Uh, one of my sets of children is uh, strong Calvinists, and I don't. Uh, we don't talk about religion. <laughs> it's probably wise. But uh, I'm very much an Anabaptist. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of my theology. Okay. And I think that's one of the things that uh, attracted me to this church. You know Mike very well. Yeah. And, yeah. and Mike's theology was right on with I, what I see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and what are those? What are those top two or three things about Anabaptists? That again, it's the same question. Jesus compelled, you know, freedom. That, but what what is it about Anabaptist Mennonite um, theology that sort of like just that's your jam? <laughs> well, I guess the uh, the fact that we make a decision for Je to follow Jesus, and He supports us in that. Okay. I am very much, although I wasn't as a teenager, I'm very much in tune with the peace. Emphasis okay. of, yeah. of the Mennonite Church. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing has to do with grace through faith, not grace through actions. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. We receive grace. But my view, and this comes from my study of the New Testament, is that while... We don't earn our way into heaven. It is the natural response 
that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and say we're going to follow God, mm-hmm. okay, then we will want to do good works. Salvation is not a result of good works, but good works are a result of salvation, in my view. Okay. In other words, yeah. it once you have accepted salvation and accepted the grace that's been given to us, then you're going to want to do good works. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to do that. That that becomes... So, are good works... Do they earn you a place in heaven? Do we, my... Uh, my wife's grandmother, who had effect on her, always said, "Well, I think they add stars to your crown." Okay, okay? I don't. Sure. I don't think that's the case, but I think that if there aren't any good works, then I have to question the grace a little bit. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. There should be some evidence. Of- <laughs> I, I. I think that's. But. But the. I feel very strongly that the good works are a result of faith and the grace that's given to us, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do they go together? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's which one is the cause and which one is the effect. Yeah. Another question I'd have here is, so Metamora Mennonite, church, yeah. this body, this <clears throat> church, um, this family here, specifically top you know so appreciation like when we are doing this or when we are about these things we are embodying christ uh, uh to our capacity you know I, I and i i have to say that actually all of the mennonite churches i have attended okay. have embodied this very very well okay. we look out for our fellow mm-hmm. people but but yeah I, I i've never been in a mennonite church that didn't do a good job of reaching out to, you know, helping one another. Okay. And uh, that's attracted me here. Mm -hmm. The other thing, of course, is, you know, all these people, while we didn't go to church with them, we went to high school with them. We went to school with many of the people at this church. Yeah, so those uh, pre-existing relationships, even even before jumping into the family. Yeah. Uh, uh, John and Gary Garber are cousins. Okay. Second cousins. All right. Uh, and I went to school with Jay Gingrich, and we fished together for many. Jay's a great fisherman, and when we were teenagers, we fished together just all the time. Yeah, and we could get away. Cool. Uh, but uh, so there are a lot of people. I I sat next to Phyllis Thomas in band for three years oh, playing wow. clarinet. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I have a lot of ties yeah. to people in this congregation. So you'll be turning to eighty pretty soon then too. Yeah. Yeah, because she just turned eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Cool. As were John and Jay. We were one year ahead of me. Okay. What would be uh, a couple things that you would share? Well, if maybe we, you know, tried this or did this or... What's, what's something that's maybe missing... <clears throat> Uh, from oh, Metamormon okay. Church, specifically before, our church, yeah. Before I, I do that, I'll okay. tell you one of the things that's really, really right here okay. yeah. is the way we make, go about making decisions. Okay. Now, when we started, made a decision to start the food pantry to take it over from another congregation, yeah. the Baptist Church, yeah. uh, we had meetings and we talked about it, 
And while not, I think not, maybe not 100% of the people thought it was a good idea, the majority did mm -hmm. and really got behind it. Cool. And I thought the way we did that decision making with meetings, we'd talk about it around a table and then share our feelings with other things. And that's the way we've gone about decisions here at the church. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really good. We've yeah. come to a consensus. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I grew up in a congregation where the first thing you did was took a vote. You didn't talk about it, you just took a vote right just away. Voted right. Okay. Yeah. Which is not the way to run a church, yeah. in my view. Sure. Um, the one thing that when we came here I was a little unhappy about okay. is that personally I think 90% of the people ought to be in a Sunday school class. Okay. And that bothered me. Yeah, because they weren't. No, I and I went to a church where almost everybody mm -hmm. went to Sunday school. Yeah. And so I was bothered that this didn't... Uh, on know, on the so. other hand, yeah. I like the small groups. Okay. And even yeah. though ours kind of fumbled for a while because of health issues. Sure, sure. But uh, uh, I like the, the small group thing. I thought that was really good. Yeah. We had been involved in... Smaller community yeah, of people. The, yeah. And you get close together. And our group got particularly close to mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think, is really good. One of the things I'm really excited about right now mm -hmm. is that we seem to have a number of young people, and they're, uh, Stefan and some yeah. of the others are yeah. participating in that, and that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's good to see more children in Sunday school now, too. Yeah. That's, that's we, we, we brought three of ours along. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It had and gotten then, to be quite slim for a while. Yeah, and then, yeah, John's uh, grand, grandchildren as well. You know, so yeah, three or four of them, <clears throat> mm -hmm. or five. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hard to keep track. Yeah, it's hard to count. Yeah, yeah. I love the sound of children um, laughing and running, even though they make their parents crazy. You know, but the presence of children. If you could go back to the 20-somethings, okay, 20-something, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're 20 or 29, well, um, if you could go back and tell Don Schertz something, give him a tip, some advice, some encouragement, if you could go back and say this, uh, what, would, what would be uh, maybe one or two things you would encourage that, that young man with? I would, and this relates to not so much to the young man, but to the young father. Okay. Is I would encourage you to take more vacations with your children. Mm, okay. Okay. More vacations, time away. Yeah, as a, with as a family, mm -hmm. we uh, we camped. We did when we traveled. Okay. But enjoyed that. Yeah. Everybody except Betsy, maybe she was not too much. <laughs> but the rest of us all enjoyed. Yeah. It. And uh, when we traveled, we we camped, and we did we did have some vacations, and I think everybody has fun memories of those. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would I would say is maybe you need to back off a little bit on your involvement in church leadership. Oh. Okay. Too too busy with church, I was, church I, I leadership. Think okay. They didn't tell me at the time, but later on one of my children told me, you know, sometimes dad we thought you were spending too much time in church and once in a while you'd miss one of our concerts or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh You've made these other kind of commitments. And yeah, we, I see. So, uh, there can be too much of a good thing. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay.
<clears throat> but uh, but so I think spending spending more just relaxing time with my children would have mm-hmm. been yeah just to enjoy one another in the in a variety of different yeah like, contexts and yeah and uh, or even in the daily uh, yeah. as well because if church we, meeting we, and we we frequently didn't didn't manage to sit down around the table all together on a regular basis. Because yeah. everybody was doing their own thing. And yeah, we got this practice and that concert and yeah. this thing and that. Yeah. It yeah. it and I, and I it was it was a it was a great thing. But my mother lived in Metamora, and so if the kids had play practice or something, they would tend to go up to grandma's rather than come home for supper. They'd go up to grandma's. Oh, okay. We actually we encouraged that because grandma lived by herself and she did not eat very well. Oh, okay. And we knew if the kids went, she'd either cook at supper or they'd yeah. go up the restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. She'd get a decent meal. Sure. So we encouraged the kids to go eat with yeah. grandma because yeah. that was a way of getting grandma to eat better. Yeah. share a story uh, with uh, in this podcast if you could share a story that most people in this church would be surprised by <laughs> good or bad I don't you know I mean, yeah <laughs> well I think I already just... shared one the fact that we <laughs> ran off and got married okay yeah not yeah, everybody the, knows that yeah, the looking, yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you I, I will share another story as sure. relates to church okay uh, more than once in my life mm-hmm. have I prayed about something yeah and the answer was right in front of me mm-hmm. and or better than what you expected the, the, the ultimate answer was way better than yeah. I expected uh-huh. and That's it wasn't powerful yeah you know and uh, one of these was corporate we uh, when I was at Calvary mm-hmm. our pastor then who was really a mentor very much a mentor to me in my Christian growth was, was this great and his his answer was Don read this book knowing I was a teacher you know, mm-hmm. he shared his library with me and it helped me a lot cool. he's a, I grew anyway he had gotten to meet, meet Stan Macklin who wanted to have a ministry to Harrison Holmes to the housing yeah and uh so we started meeting the elder deacons. They were called deacons, not the, but our position of elder was called deacon in sure. general conference. Yeah. Uh, we started meeting with Stan, and <clears throat> we thought, well, we'll we'll reach out, and we'll go to conference home ministries, and and we various places. Could we get some help to do this financially? And we went over and toured many places, the potential to purchase a building for them to use. Mm-hmm. And we finally found this mom and pop grocery store that uh, we had big room downstairs and small rooms upstairs would be mm-hmm. great for the kind of ministry they were going to have. Sure. And this is down by Harrison Homes? Yeah, near yeah. Harrison Homes. Mm-hmm. And we decided that was a good thing to I actually lived in Harrison Homes when I was a student. Like quite a few Bradley students lived in Harrison yep. Homes. So. <clears throat> yeah, anyway. I remember hearing about that. Uh, anyway, uh, so we finally said, okay, it's Central District Conference. We're going to go to Central District Conference and make a pitch. And 
if we can't get anybody, we're going to take it to the congregation. And we think that we may have to, if we can raise half the money, we'll go ahead and buy the building and borrow the rest and mm -hmm. trust the Lord to fill it in. So we presented that to a congregation. One of the older ladies in the congregation who's had a lot of voice, mm -hmm. you know, everybody respected very much, got up and said, you know, this sounds like a really good project. We ought to do this. Mm -hmm. And within two weeks, we had in hand and pledged enough money to buy the building and do some rehab that needed to be done oh, wow. right away. Fantastic. With no loan. Huh? With no loan. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so man. just... You know, that well, was just, you know, when you want to do something that's according to the Lord's will, uh -huh. he's going to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> In spite of you, maybe. Mm -hmm. We put that off probably way longer. Maybe the, maybe it wouldn't have, you know, maybe it was the Lord's timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was a, a, a very vital ministry for a period of time. And a church that led to a church that actually became part of uh, General Conference Mennonite Church for a yeah. while. They had a congregation there. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but but that was one where that was corporate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, cool. So I'm convinced if you're doing something that's according to God's will, He's going to bless it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm convinced that our church taking over, even though we're a small church, again running the food pantry. I think we've been blessed there. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. one of the food pantries that's not really struggling right now for money. All right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, the community has supported that just so tremendously. Can you share a little bit about how, uh, how, guys, how that happened? Yeah, you guys were in here in Central Illinois. You went there for a season. Uh, online served on a board of some sort. What, and just Okay, what, what happened? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Caroline couldn't get away, and I went to Central District Conference. Priscilla went with me. Uh, and actually what went on at conference had a, as a youth had a huge effect on her life. Okay. Very important effect. Yeah. They always have these little seminars that people present. Mm -hmm. And a lady who was uh, see, the wife of one of the pastors in the Chicago area was doing this presentation about starting a Mennonite school in the Chicago area. Okay. And I went to the seminar, and afterwards I said, you know what, my wife was working, at that point she was working on an administrative degree in education, a second mm -hmm. master's in mm -hmm. secondary administration. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I think we'd probably like, she'd like to get involved in this and help you. So we went up and met with them and then other people, and through that we met Dave and Karen, mm. had meetings up there. They were very much involved also from the Chicago area. Yep. Got to be good friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I said, we drove back and forth and drove back and forth looking for a place to... Uh, we looked at a lot of facilities. Uh, one church who had a good, would have been, we could have rented their facility and run our school. They were no longer running a school in it. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't rent it to us because we were going to have black students there. 
No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They didn't like the idea that this was what? intended to be a mixed a mixed school what year? with this. What year? Roughly? Late 80s. Late 80s? I was driving a 1986 Rabbit. Oh, my. That's how, how I remember. Yeah, the Diesel going, Rabbit, right? Yeah, Diesel Rabbit. And we were running back and forth in that. So, man. Okay, they so late 80s. like the fact that that we were going to have a oh, black... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that was the congregation. You know, it was a very yeah. conservative, older congregation. It was the older congregation. Okay. Kind of a dying congregation. Well, anyway. If they die out, they die out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yeah. not very... No, yeah. <laughs> I just felt... Anyway. Yeah. We looked and looked and looked. And finally found this just great mm-hmm. facility. Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, Caroline was... We were kind of... In the planning group, there was no board or anything. We were just helping to yeah. provide some inputs and so yeah. forth. Because you're starting out, you're just sort of winging it. Yeah. You know, and you're just, well, we've never done this before. We met with the Chicago Mennonites leadership and things like okay. that. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there were a group of people who were trying to make this happen. Okay. Uh, and then later, uh, she wasn't on the initial board, but later she was asked to be on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central District, in the meantime, had called us, and they decided that whoever answers the phone, we're going to be on the asked to be on the Central District Education Committee. Okay. And Caroline happened to answer the phone, so there she was go. on it. Oh, wow. And then when she went off, I succeeded her on the Education okay. Committee. Okay. And uh, and as I said, we were on the board for a period, and then I think Caroline, we, she was kind of on an initial board that was trying to set the school up, and then we weren't really involved when it started, and then later was a formally a mm-hmm. member of the board. As She was the central district representative to the board, kind of while she was on the education committee. Mm-hmm. And she actually, because somebody got sick and couldn't come, she ended up at the last minute being asked to deliver the keynote at the dedication mm. ceremony. Okay, yeah. So, so she okay. talked and Dave talked, Kind of reminiscing about what were the early days of mm-hmm. this, and yeah, she had. Uh, and that school today is is has has what happened? Great facility, great neighborhood, and the neighborhood got gentrified. Okay. And all the people who were going to school couldn't afford to stay there anymore. Oh my! Yeah. And then one of the Hispanic congregations started a school, okay. which made a difference. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and so CMLC exists. They have some funding. They sold money, the building, for a lot of money, a lot more oh. than they paid for it. Okay. And, sure. Uh, yeah. They have some money, which I think they support various projects. You know, they, okay. there's a board that hands that out. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, sharing the stories, sharing yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, just a bit of your uh, life and your faith yeah. journey. And it's as, just, as, yeah. I, as I said, I, I feel so blessed mm-hmm. that all of my grandchildren are, yeah. and now my great-grandchildren, mm-hmm. are being raised in families where church is a really important part of their life. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks again for uh, the time and uh, sure. coming in and Good to talk sharing to you. Some, some stories. Because you are a saint, Don Church. <laughs> Thank you. you. Are a saint. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
And that will conclude our podcast for this episode. Please join us next time when we sit down with another amazing saint to listen to some more amazing stories. Until then, grace and peace be yours.